This is The Wrap, episode 64. The Wrap is a weekly show where I talk about all the cool and fun things that happened throughout the past week. So buckle up, because today is Friday, January 31st, 2014, and I am your host, TJ. Well, this week at the beginning of the week saw the release of a new trailer for the upcoming uh, Disney live-action Maleficent. Uh, This trailer was set to the tune, uh, the original tune from Disney, Once Upon a Dream, that Aurora sang in Sleeping Beauty. But this has a little bit different flavor to it. It's sang by Lana Del Rey, and it features a haunting and hollow and sort of sinister-sounding version of Once Upon a Dream. Um, They're definitely doing some pretty interesting things with this song. This is the first trailer that really has me interested to see this film. I mean, I've been interested, but this really got me interested. And I feel kind of... uh, funny about being interested too because i'm not even sure where they're going with this like what are they doing with maleficent is she a good guy like she's a villain but is she not a villain are they making her to be less of a villain i don't even know but i'm definitely very interested in this it it just it has a an interesting flavor uh and angelina jolie uh much kind of to my surprise even is pulling off this maleficent thing very well according to these trailers uh the film is also going to star charlotte copley uh l fanning sam riley imelda staunton Juno Temple and Leslie Manville. So be sure to check that out. That's linked up in the show notes. You can watch that trailer. And I also uh, posted a video below that uh, of the original song from Sleeping Beauty, uh, Once Upon a Dream, so you could compare that. So check that out, linked up in the show notes. This week, I spent a little bit of time focusing on uh, Nintendo, even though it's not exactly movie-related. Movie news has been a little bit slow. It's January, and it's not surprising Uh, But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Nintendo. One of the other things that I uh, like, uh, in addition to movies, is playing games and specifically playing Nintendo games. Uh, I had, as a very young child, an NES, and then uh, we never actually had a a Super NES, uh, SNES, but our local video store rented them, and I would rent them on several occasions over the weekend and play it over the weekend and and got familiar with the SNES and and etc., and I've played a few Nintendo 64 games. I have a Wii U, actually. Now I had a Wii, and now I have a Wii U. So I have a lot of affection and affinity for Nintendo. So I wanted to spend some time talking about and focusing on Nintendo, given the slow movie news. Uh, and so the news coming out is that, uh, you know, everybody wants Nintendo to focus on smartphones, I think. that's They, they feel that's the reason Nintendo's console uh, with the Wii U is sort of a flop. But I'm not entirely certain that's the case. Um, anyway... Uh, Richard Padilla over at Mac Rumors says Nintendo President uh, Satoru, uh, oh boy, I'm so bad with names, as you all know by now, Satoru Iwata stated in a press conference that the company is now considering a new business structure that involves smart devices, reports Bloomberg. The news comes as Nintendo reported a third consecutive annual loss, slashing the global sales forecast for its flagship Wii U game console from 9 million units to 2.8 million units. That's quite a disparity there, by the way. The company also scaled back its expectations for its 3DS portable game console from 18 million units to 13.5 million units, with Iwata also claiming that there are no short-term plans to reshuffle management. We are thinking about a new business structure, Iwata said at a press conference yesterday in Osaka, Japan. Given the expansion of smart devices, we are naturally studying how smart devices can be used to grow the game player business. It's not as simple as enabling Mario to move on a smartphone. I had a lot to say about this. It's one of the longer things I've written lately on the site, uh, so I'll link it up in the show notes. But essentially, 
I talked about the, uh, you know, what got Nintendo here and possibly the fact they've taken away the wrong lessons from the success of the Wii, the original Wii, and now the Wii U is such a flop because they didn't, they didn't understand why they were successful with the Wii. And the Wii U has been nothing short of a disaster. And, uh, but I don't think the right strategy is to just slap Mario or any of their other games onto, um, onto a smartphone, a touchscreen smartphone. I just don't think it's a good experience. Um, I've played a couple of, of ported platformers, specifically Sonic the Hedgehog, as as one example, on my smartphone, and it's just not a good experience. These games are designed to be played in a different way, so uh, it's just not quite that simple. In addition, you know, you've got Nintendo um, traditionally traditionally sells their games on their consoles for sixty dollars a pop, and I just don't think you can do that on smartphones and tablets. People just aren't used to that sort of price tag on games. And can Nintendo actually still make a profit? Can they turn a profit by selling games? on on smartphones and on tablets. I'm not convinced that's the right way. But anyway, my article's in the show notes for more on how I feel about that. And I also actually posted three articles about this over the week. Uh, the second one was the rumor, again, that Nintendo would be using smart devices for marketing and not putting full games on the smart devices, and then confirmation of that idea that uh, from Nintendo itself that they would be... Um, uh, that they would be not using the uh, smartphones and tablets for gaming, but for advertising and maybe putting, you know, I don't know what sort of apps on on smartphones. So I'm not sure those. That's a smart move either. But uh, boy, Nintendo's kind of in a rut, and it's sad to see because I like Nintendo a lot. So check out those ar- those articles. They're in the show notes. We have nine clips and a featurette from the upcoming Lego movie, and I'm pretty excited about this. In fact, after seeing these clips, I know that this is going to be a good movie. I, I hope I don't eat my words, but this just seems like it's going to be such a great movie. You know, tongue-in-cheek humor uh, and, and just, just a lot of fun. Um, and it features quite the cast, too. Chris Pratt, Allison Brie, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Will Ferrell, Morgan Freeman, Liam Neeson, among others. Uh, so I've got I've got the featurette and nine clips uh, again in the show notes, um, and so it's it's you know it's it's interesting we're audio on audio we're talking about visual things so definitely go watch this um, these things it's it's well worth it uh, pretty excited about this uh, I think my favorite part is I think it's in the last clip actually where Batman uh, the Lego Batman is throwing his uh, his bat stars at a button trying to hit it and then he finally hits it and he says first try. So that's <laughs> pretty funny. Anyway, check that out. Uh, Chad and I got around to talking about Lone Survivor on the podcast this week. Uh, it was better than I expected. I know Chad liked it even more than I did, better than he expected. Neither of us thought we were going to like this film. And as it turns out, we both did like it quite a bit. And so we talked about it, among other things. We also talked about Fizz's uh, list of 13 films of 2013, his top 13 of 2013. And, uh, Let's see, we talked about the Maleficent trailer, and uh, then, of course, we got around to the Lone Survivor review. So be sure to check that out. Uh, that, of course, is a much longer-form podcast than this one, but uh, I think this is a pretty good one for you to listen to, so check that out. Paramount will be making an exception to their all-digital delivery policy for their upcoming films for Christopher Nolan's film Interstellar. This is according to Kevin Jagernoth over at The Playlist. The LA Times reports that Paramount will release both digital and film versions of Interstellar when it hits cinemas later this year. And it's not really a big shock. Of course, the filmmaker has long been an advocate of celluloid, and naturally his latest is being shot on 35mm with IMAX utilized for some sequences. So from a technical standpoint, it makes sense, and frankly the cost of striking prints is worth it to keep someone like Nolan happy, and hopefully in your studio corner for years to come. 
Paramount teases that other movies and directors might get a break as well. So this goes, I, I reported last week, um, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I did talk about last week Paramount ending their distribution of film and going all digital for the distribution end, and so they will be making some exceptions. So I'm glad to hear that. Film is still a superior medium, uh, and, and for more on that, you know, see my article linked up in the show notes. Taken 3 is in the works. That's right. The first Taken wasn't so bad. It was Liam Neeson and Maggie Grace, and uh, uh, it wasn't such a bad film. It was okay. And then Taken 2 was awful. In fact, uh, Joe wrote his uh, review and said, Taken 2, please take it back. And now Taken 3 is in the works. Again, according to Kevin Jagernoff over at the playlist, Deadline reports that the awesomely named Taken 2 Helmer Olivier Megaton I have no idea if I'm saying that right, will be back to direct Taken 3. With Liam Neeson set to reprise his role as the man with special skills, even more, Forrest Whitaker is in talks to join the cast, which will also include, of course, Maggie Grace. There, Though there's no word yet on his role, villain, ally, guess we'll see, but hopefully Brian Mills has learned that he probably shouldn't travel in Europe for a while. In case you were wondering, Luke Benson and Kamen both wrote the script this time out too. This is not going to end well. I'm not interested in this film in the slightest, and I have no intention to see it because, wow, who cares? And how many times can you get taken? And what's the premise of this film? I don't even care. I don't, don't want to know. Well, before I sign off for the week, I told you it was a short news week. Before I sign off for the week, let's talk about what you might want to see this weekend. Do you know I have absolutely no new films to recommend? Uh, everything that's new that I saw on Fandango this week is either in limited release or just not even worth mentioning. Just terrible. So I'll just run over the list of films that are still in theaters and tell you whether or not I think you might want to see them. Lone Survivor rated R. I did get a chance to see this, as I mentioned a little bit ago. Uh, I do think it's worth seeing, even though I only rate it three out of five stars. I do think everybody should see it once. It's a great morality uh, tale. It has complex morality to talk about, and so I think the film is worth seeing on that level. Of course, check out the podcast if you want to know more, uh, the Movie Bite Podcast, Episode 77. Uh, and you can read Corey Poff's review on Movie Byte. He wrote the review, and it was a pretty glowing review. I'm opening it up to make sure. I believe he gave it, yes, four and a half stars. So he liked it the most out of all of us here at Movie Byte. The Nut Job, rated PG. Uh, this does not look like a good film, and in fact, it looks quite terrible. I would say don't go see this one. Frozen, rated PG. Uh, I was ill and was unable to see this film. Joe and Chad talked about it on the Movie Byte podcast. They loved it. So I recommend it based on their recommendation. Um, so if you want to see a good film, go see that one. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, rated PG-13. Uh, this was better than I thought it might be, but not as good as I wanted it to be. It's probably it's okay. It's worth watching. If you're out with friends, you can check it out. And we talked about that on the Movie Bite podcast. I, Frankenstein, rated PG-13. Um, I, I kind of want to like the concept of this film, but the trailers have made it pretty apparent that it's not a good film. So I'm going to say probably don't see this one. American Hustle, rated R. This is the film we're going to be talking about next week on the Movie Byte podcast. It is an Oscar nominee, and so I want to see it and see what it's all about and see what's going on. It does star uh, Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Adam, Amy Adams, Je Jeremy Renner, and Jennifer Lawrence, uh, directed by David O. Russell. So we'll see. I'm not willing to give a definitive yes or no on whether or not you should see that. The Wolf of Wall Street, rated R. Uh, I refuse to submit myself to such debauchery in a film, and so I say do not go see this one. In fact, I think it should have been rated NC-17 based on what we know about this film. Her, also rated R. Uh, this look, film looks kind of bizarre, and yet it also looks interesting. Uh, I, I do want to get a chance to see it at some point, and it is an Oscar nominee. 
but be careful it is rated R for uh, brief graphic nudity and sexual content. Featuring Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams, Scarlett Johansson's voice, Rooney Mara, Chris Pratt, and Olivia Wilde. Saving Mr. Banks rated PG-13. I, I did like this film, even though I had some issues with it. Um, uh, I, I don't like the film that it's talking about making, which is, of course, Mary Poppins. I'm not a big fan. Um, it, it, it's, it's hmm, anyway, uh, but this film is, is worth seeing. Um, I did quite enjoy it. Uh, even though sometimes it does slightly feel like a PR piece for Disney. Uh, I was made by Disney. What would you expect? Uh, I give it four out of five stars. So I think it's worth seeing. So those are all the films that I am willing to give any recommendations for this week. Check out my article linked out in the, linked up in the show notes. If you want to know more, that's where you'll find out more at. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to view the show notes that I've mentioned numerous times, you can do that. Uh, You can find those online at moviebyte.com slash the wrap slash 64, because this is our 64th episode of The Wrap. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm TJ Draper Pro. You can also follow MovieBite on Twitter. We're MovieBite over there, twitter.com slash MovieBite. You can like MovieBite on Facebook at facebook.com slash MovieBite, where uh, we post out uh, the same as Twitter. Everything that we post on the site goes out to Facebook and Twitter. Of course, be sure to visit the website uh, where we post every weekday uh, all kinds of news and fun things, reviews, uh, podcasts, all kinds of goodies over at MovieBite.com. Well, that's all I've got. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend.